This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. On this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're going to be talking about coffee. Is that right, Dace? Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. Are we really talking about coffee on this one? <laughs> well, you know, that's one of my favorite subjects. And, you know, any every good preacher, I mean, drinks coffee. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, obviously. Uh, and so I think we're going to entitle this. We're going to wing this one. But I think we're going to entitle it Coffee in Church. And uh, I'm just kind of springing this on you. We're doing an extra bonus episode, if you will. Um, but... I've had this thought brewing, and oh, that was a good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I told you. I've had this thought brewing, and so I want to get some feedback uh, from you. So let me ask you this: Do you guys serve coffee at your church? So we do serve coffee at our church. Uh, let me rephrase that: We have coffee at our church, and what I mean by that is we have like this, these big. I don't know what you call them; these urns or whatever. Yeah. There's a coffee machine, a carafe. No. There's yeah, they're crafts. They've got the pump on the top. So we, we yeah, we we do. Uh, I don't. We don't have a coffee bar though. So I mean, if people are like, like we set coffee out on this out on this kitchen area, and people come by and they they get it, they drink it. I don't really know. It's not like probably the coolest setup people are expecting when I say we serve coffee though. No, it's fine. And uh, I think every, a lot of churches do. Uh, and so this is a real life uh, kind of sharing uh, from the mm. cuff here. Uh, in, in some churches, listen, and I'm not dogging on coffee. I love it. Um, there's a church, I think in Ohio that spends six figures on coffee. That's part of their ministry. Um, wow. so, Hey, like I get it. There's churches that have coffee shops in them. So I'm not dogging any of that. However, this is where I pivot. Um, <laughs> is, your, is your cup full here? Uh, are you ready for that? Place? <laughs> I'm ready. Lay it you on know, so, okay. He, here's what it is. And basically, um, I think I'm going to start using the coffee test to determine whether we, whether a church is um, like internally focused, right? So mm. uh, we sit here and we say, hey, we want to be about our community. We want to reach the next generation. We want to do X, Y, and Z. Yet our actions say something different. Wow. And so what I use is the coffee test. And, and frankly, it happened to me in the last week where I was more concerned. I woke up uh, in the middle of the night um, before Sunday and was like, oh man, I've got to get there early and make coffee. Uh, you know, like the person who was originally going to do it, uh, they were out. And so I was like, I, I need to get there. I don't know how to start the coffee. I need to figure this out. And it hit me right at 3.30 in the morning on Sunday morning that I was more worried. I spent more time or more energy focusing on coffee than I did um, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I spent, you know, and so my, my question is, you know, how many times have we spent, well, let me ask you, I'll put it this way. You know, Jeff Foxworthy had, had an old bit that said you, you might be a redneck if, right? And so, so my deal here is you may be an internally focused church uh, or you may be a, a dead church. You may be mm -hmm. uh, a struggling church. If you spend more time uh, worrying about the coffee than you do about uh, the Holy Spirit moving on a Sunday morning. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kyle. And, you know, that's just a, a metaphor for the deeper issue there. And that's the internal focus versus the external focus. 
right? I mean, Jesus was focused on God and then externally focused on other people, right? And right. so in church, I think what happens is there are churches and ministries that have very successful uh, plans in place to reach people. And sometimes, not always, that involves the coffee bar. And so let's do that because if this church is successful, they have a coffee bar. So you know what? We need to have a coffee bar because we want to be a successful church. What we're really talking about is we're really talking about a value problem. Values and hopefully biblical values are what should drive the church. Now, values are going to drive the church regardless, but if the value is I've got to maintain this thing, I've got to do this thing, we have to do it this way, uh, that's not going to lead to success. And that's why you've got so many churches today, I believe, that look marginally the same and are trying to do some of the same things. But in general, let me ask you this, Kyle, is the church in North America, I mean, as a whole, how effective are we? Well, I would say that some things are uh, not changing, nor should they, right? I mean, you think of more, yeah. uh, some, some denominations, you think of the lit, the liturgy and, and the, um, the, the teachings uh, that, that are been developed over hundreds of years or thousands of years. Okay, I, I get that. Um, the gospel. Yeah, the gospel, right? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I, when I think about the way that we do it, Right. I think that has changed. Uh, You know, we are um, not, you know, we're meeting at a designated time and place. Right. Uh, We're using audio, video, lights, TV, uh, social media, whatever it takes to get the gospel out. So, you know, there's ways and even some churches that are maybe more on the traditional side are still looking for this area to be more effective. And so, you know, for me, I don't think that um, when we're talking about change or or being uh, externally focused, it doesn't have to be this uh, it's not necessarily a, a always a theological discussion, uh, but it, it kind of is just trying to paint a picture maybe or, or hit it away of, of something that we want to ever say, you know, and, and I'll, I'll put it a different way. You know, being uh, raised in the Southern Baptist Church, uh, you know, this is a little bit uh, edgy to bring up the Holy Spirit on Sunday morning. But, uh, you know, <laughs> here's a question, which is uh, you might be an inwardly focused church uh, if you get more comments when the coffee is missing than when the Holy Spirit is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you may be a broken church uh, because I guarantee you, if you've been doing coffee every week, yeah. like clockwork, you don't, that got the coffee doesn't show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would get a dozen comments, um, even just observations uh, that we ran out or that we didn't have any. Uh, but, but how many times do we say, man, I was really expecting the Holy Spirit to show up today. I was yeah. really expecting to hear a word from God and I didn't. And so for me, it's just a, a different way of looking at it and going, yes. Uh, so, you know, I do think we could be more effective. Ultimately, it does come back um, to how God chooses to use us as his vessel, yeah. um, capital C church. But holy cow, um, man, when you see coffee, when you smell that, I mean, it has Listen, I, the more I talk about this, the more excited I get, Dace. And think <laughs> of the parallels, right? I mean, think about the aroma of coffee, mm. right? When I talk about the aroma of coffee, what do you think of? 
Uh, I think I want a cup of coffee, actually. Thirsty. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go get some. But, you know, right. I mean, everybody, even my wife who doesn't like drinking coffee, loves the smell of coffee, right? You think the aroma, think about energy, right? Yeah. And this parallel between, um, man, when I have before and after my morning cup of coffee, yeah. right? Be- before and after uh, the time that I spend. Uh, communicating, uh, hearing from my God, um, man, I just, uh, think of that. What are some other parallels out there days for, uh, for coffee and, and, uh, the Holy spirit or, or coffee and how God chooses to work with us? Well, I just feel like that, you know, what we're talking about ultimately is we're talking about what matters in a church. Does the fact that we have coffee or don't have coffee to what degree does that matter? What does it matter whether we sing contemporary or more progressive music or we, we're singing hymns? To what degree are, is the machinery important as opposed to what I hope is the alternative? How can I use what God has given us and the opportunities God has given us to love Jesus, to reach other people, to grow his kingdom? Right. I mean, is that, isn't, isn't that really the heart of what we're talking about? Yeah. And I, I battle, I go back and forth between kind of the nature of the beast and just um, even in the American church, like it's just, it's just what's expected. So, you know, I don't know that I have a great insight here. It just, it is frustrating, but I don't want to focus on the negative. You know, it, it is frustrating when uh, church has always been done this way. And so coffee can be part of your ministry. In fact, I think we've talked about uh, you know, churches that um, we've talked about coffee a lot on this podcast. Uh, but I, I so I do think it can be beneficial. And so I don't say that to point out what's wrong. I just, you know, what I want to say is that, um, hey, if you are thinking about um, maybe, I don't even know what I'm saying nowadays. I need some coffee. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think what's interesting is the the question that always is is valid for us is, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, back to your Sunday morning experience, you know, to go down there and make a cup of coffee. Why, why am I doing that? Hopefully, you know, maybe the motivators are is like, wow, you know, we want our church to be a welcoming place. We want our church to be a place where everybody is so stinking busy. Isn't it awesome that we can gather together and stop and drink a cup of coffee? Yeah. In my own church, we champion discipleship groups in addition to Bible studies and, and other you know life groups, things of that nature. These discipleship groups are, are small group fellowships, and one of them meets on Thursday mornings at 615. The guys that I meet with on Thursday at 615 love to come down here and drink coffee together right. because they love the fellowship because these guys – by 7.15, they are on the way to work. They have very busy schedules, and they love to get together and hang out, talk about the real things, tease each other a little bit, talk about some scripture, pray for one another, and then go. And they are so committed to do it because I think what they're getting from that time is just a sweet time of fellowship where they can be real with each other and encourage one another. It's awesome. Right. And then that's the benefit of when uh, we do have time with coffee and, and we do have uh, we do make time to say, hey, uh, I'm going to sit and just, hey, can we grab coffee? Can, can we have 
purposeful meaning conversations um, and just sit and just be together, experience community. To me, that makes a lot of sense. Um, for me, though, you know, that's where and maybe I'm just my glass was half empty. Um, man, I'm full of puns today, uh, days, but maybe my glass was half em- empty, but the way I was perceiving it was just like, uh, this is just yet another thing to do in the church, right? Yeah, yeah. How does it, how does this impact lives? And maybe that's where, uh, my cynical nature was coming from, which is, man, what, what does this have to do with the gospel? I don't, I think the most important question in ministry and in life is the why question deep down, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because the truth of the matter is God blesses and you can see God working in a variety of contexts, right? I mean, you can see God working in long established, some long established traditional, traditionally based ministries. You can see God working in some other environments that are, you know, what some would consider, you know, way more contemporary, a lot more progressive, not maybe progressive in their beliefs or their theology, but progressive in their methodologies of meeting in non-traditional times and in different, you know, ways, venues, communication style, you know, and it's funny, particularly, you know, with, with pastors and ministry leaders always looking for the next thing. Okay. What's, how can we dial this in? And for me, it's kind of silly because I think, the most important question is why am I doing this before God? Why am I doing it? What's the motivation behind it? And, you know, I think if we can answer that question and say, you know, I'm doing this because I believe God's going to be glorified and honored through it. Then I think that that's a win. And so it's always for me about, I think the why question. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And and what I would say is how we probably need to do a, a podcast, part of our series, the pastor's pathway. I think the next one should really be uh, how to stop doing something right. You know, pastors and and you've talked about this is, Hey, I'm a people pleaser. We love adding stuff here. We talk about how to start a children's ministry or how to reach this group of people. Yeah. Um, but rarely do we, we talk about how to stop, right. Do we say, Hey, this, this is what, this has been the status quo for the last X number of years. Yeah. We should kill that. Well, here's the problem, Kyle. The challenge with a lot of ministries is not adding additional things, but it is stopping a, a ministry that might not be producing fruit, right? And so in the church, people can be very comfortable with, okay, somebody's going to add this other thing so long as they don't take away this this other ministry. Well, the truth of the matter is there's only so much uh, that people can give time, talent, and treasure to. There's only so many resources within the church. And, and, and so we've got to steward that, right? And that means sometimes that means turning things off. And that is the challenge. Well, I can think of uh, Craig Rochelle in particular, uh, Life Church based out of Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, he really talked about this well. I mean, it's it's one of the largest churches in America. But he said, hey, early on, uh, they, they kind of, I don't want to say limping, but they were, they were, for the first several years of ministry, they were kind of going through the pace. And, and someone would bring something up. Yeah, let's go do that. Let's... Uh, you know, let's host a flag football tournament or uh, let's host this concert in town. And yes, we got a venue for it. And then finally they realized like, Hey, there's some things we are not going to do. Um, 
right? Yeah. There, are, there are some things we're not going to do so that we can do other things really, really well. And that's kind of what we're talking about. I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why they've been uh, really successful. And, and version, the Bible app, has come out of that church. Uh, but Bobby Grunewald tells a story where they were right there. They were really at the last second, um, basically about to stop version. Wow. Uh, then, then the iPhone was released, apps were released, uh, and they switched it. Uh, the website was basically dead. Literally, they were pulling the plug on it. Wow. And that next week is when the iPhone launched. And they were like, all right, we can do this. Wow. Uh, and then however many uh, billion downloads later or something like that, um, it, the course has been there. But it, it shows to me uh, that uh, part of the reason that God has chosen to use them as a vessel for the Capital C Church uh, is because they... I've uh, done a couple things. One, they'll say, hey, we don't do this. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I believe they've really been open handed uh, with the resources that God's entrusted them with. And so when someone says, hey, uh, can you give that? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other observation and, and uh, we used to attend there several years ago, uh, but I didn't see a lot of coffee there, Dace. Well, I, I couldn't, I couldn't speak to that. That's for sure. Well, you know, that's the problem with their ministry. I'll tell you straight up. I mean, there's no question about it. You know, I mean, I want some coffee. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. I mean, it's going to be difficult for me to go to a church that doesn't have coffee. That's just the truth of the matter. But Kyle, let me mention one other thing just to, in, in my part on this. I think what you're talking about is we're talking about the difference between good things and great things. That's the hard part right there. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are tons of good things that churches can do, but how many plates can you keep spinning? And there's only so many great things you can do. God has given you a certain amount of resource. I mean, period, whether it's people, time, finances, whatever, you know, you've got to put those, you've got to, we've got to utilize those things, you know, to the maximum, or at least we should try to, right? And so that means sometimes to do the great things, We've got to say no to good things. Therein is the hard challenge. Now, as far as coffee is concerned, for me, it's near a non-negotiable. Got to have it. But I don't know. Maybe my teeth would be whiter if I didn't drink coffee. So what can I say? Well, I'll just leave it at this, which is where we know now where you sit with the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> no, just I'm going to have to scratch that. Hey, listen, I do love coffee, but um, maybe it was just uh, the way that I was convicted about it um, and just seeing, you know, hey, this is what it's about. Like, uh, really, I've just had this kind of call, this desire, um, man, to, to see the gospel proclaimed. Yeah. Uh, and I think that um, that's really kind of where it's coming from. It has nothing to do with the coffee. It has nothing to do with a, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon. Uh, potluck dinner or uh, this activity or that. Um, it really is just about coming back and saying, uh, God, use me for your glory. Yeah, good point. Well, uh, we hope, as always, that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving Ministry Podcast, uh, where we discussed coffee, I think, Dace. Um, hey, do us a favor, uh, share, like, uh, and review. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And before I drink my next cup of coffee, let me just say, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If there's other topics you'd like us to cover, maybe pastries or other things of that nature, be sure to contact us at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Mmm, pastries. Have a good day. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need.
This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.